Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And if I sound a little chipper, having come off, you know, this horrible tech loss at the hands of SMU, it's because right before this record, won our softball beer league championship, had a beer to celebrate, and then came back home to record this podcast. So I'm probably a little too happy for this recap show. <laughs> yeah, save it. Save it for the Northwestern preview, maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately for, for Nathan, that was just about the only good thing to happen to a tech alum this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Fun fun times in Highland Park on Saturday. Fun times in Highland Park, rich people. <laughs> yeah, so obviously I was there in person. So was Catherine. Her streak continues. Um, I think it's University Park. No, it's Highland Park, but um, I don't think it is. That's the area of Dallas that it's in. Dallas, Salad. Yeah. I mean, University Park is right north of that, too. So I guess I don't know. Yeah, that's what we're really here to talk about. Dallas geography. Of course. I love love geography. Well, it was awful the whole way around. Uh, The only reason it wasn't worse is because uh, SMU let off the gas. That's the only reason why. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily true. They missed two field goals in the second half. They tech forced a couple stops. I mean, I don't, they left their starters in the whole game. So I don't, I don't necessarily buy that they like stopped trying or anything, but they did. They absolutely did. I mean, I don't like, did you watch the game? I don't think you actually did. So no, just look at the play by play. Look at the play calls. Look how many rushes they called in the second half compared to the first half. They let off the gas. I think it's fair to say they, they let off the gas. A bit like, right. It's not like they stopped trying. I think they started playing more preventative or up big style football where you're less worried about getting those big plays and more worried about, you know, putting a drive together that knocks off four minutes and 44 seconds to start the third quarter or another drive of four minutes and eight seconds, even though both of those end up as missed field goals, getting eight minutes and 52 seconds off the clock is a pretty big deal when you're up big. Indeed. But, uh, Nathan, you have a recap for us, I'm sure. Yeah, we haven't actually been doing that this year just to, you know, cut down on time for these uh, recap shows. But because this would just be one long sob. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it is. The thing is, is it started off pretty close, though. That was the thing. Like, the first few drives force SMU to punt, Tech punts, SMU goes three and out, Tech gets in field goal range, tries to kick that field goal. I mean, early on, again, we're not going through the whole play-by-play, but... I mean, through the first, you know, 10 minutes of this game, it didn't really quite seem that this was out of grasp or anything. Tech wasn't really executing well either, but at least our defense was holding strong enough. Yeah, I mean, it was like, I don't know, we weren't able to do much offensively, but then, you know, Kyle Maxwell broke free a couple tackles and kind of willed his way into field goal range. But then, of course, we missed the the field goal 50 yarder by Buck Buchanan. It looked awful coming off of his foot. Um, uh, pretty much you immediately know that it's not going to be good. Um, the second he kicks it and it's like, man, what is happening here? But, you know, and then immediately, immediately after that missed field goal where it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to have the lead here late in the first quarter, 67 yard touchdown from Preston stone to one of their receivers who we all thought in our corner, cause this happened kind of right in front of us. We thought that was clear offensive pass interference, like a push off, but and there was a flag thrown immediately. But apparently, I think it was Cedric Woods who was in coverage. Apparently, the ref saw it other the other way. Right. 
So, what, I mean, you guys were watching yeah. on TV. What What did you think? Because, like, we never really saw a good replay of it in the stadium. Yeah. Hey, uh, it seemed like a 50-50 ball to me. True. But the commentators really thought it was offensive pass interference. Yeah. I mean, it, it felt like, yeah, the quarterback just threw it up and Cedric Woods, Woods fell down, you know, after having his arms locked with the receiver, I guess. But, you know, you're not... <laughs> You're not really going to um, win those, I guess, when you're on the road um, playing against a team perceived better than you. Not even perceived. Well, yeah, not not perceived anymore. They've proven it now. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> it was 0-0 at the time. So <laughs> that's that's my point. Before it went downhill so quickly. Yeah, it, it really, really did. Two plays later, Hank Bachmeyer tries to kind of dump it off in the flat, and the defensive lineman tips it to himself and easily – returns yeah. it for a touchdown. So I don't think it's too early to go ahead and say that Bachmeyer is worthless. Um, <laughs> I don't think that it's too early. Uh, um, I uh, saw, I saw a lot of guys on, <laughs> on uh, the post after the game, some Boise state lurkers were like, I'm so glad he's gone. He was terrible. And uh, you guys should have never gone after him because he's no good. And I just thought it was just play banter. And then you go back and watch the highlights and he's, He's just not good. He's not good. He's he'll be good against the Kusa bottom dwellers, but he's no good against elite competition. I mean, he's only here a year, so I guess he can live out his fantasy of pretending to be a quarterback for several more games. But he's not very good at his job. Uh, I completely, wholeheartedly disagree with everything you just said. Yeah, Hank Bachmeyer is one of the few good things I think I saw in this game. Well, it's good that he's here. That you guys are still at the denial stage of the five stages of grief. But uh, for someone who has completely gotten past all of it, he's not. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he pretty clearly was um, at least decent in this game. The one interception was like, you know, yeah, you don't want to throw it straight at a defensive lineman. But like that doesn't really happen when yeah, they don't usually get their hands up that quickly. Yeah. yeah, like usually they're going for the sack, not the block of the pass there. So I yeah. yes, that's on him 100 percent. But still, you know, that's worth the risk usually. But. But it's yeah. also on the offensive line for being dog shit the whole game. Yeah. I mean, they, they six allowed six sacks tonight. Yeah, six sacks, 41, <laughs> 41% of his dropbacks he's pressured on. So, I mean, uh, to to complete what around 65% of his passes, I don't know. I don't have a calculator in front of me, but it's 21 for 33. I mean, that's not that's not the best, but it's not yes. terrible. Yeah, you have math right teachers there. right now yelling at you saying, We told oh, you you uh, wouldn't always have a calculator in front of you. Yeah, well, how dare I besmirch the name of a man that had a 14.8 QBR? Yeah, uh, do you see the rushing stats right below that? 28 fucking yards on 24 carries? I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, if you're talking about what was dog shit on the team that caused us to lose 38 to 14. I'll tell you what the worst part of the team is, unequivocally. It's the offensive line. Yeah, right now I think you're yeah, right. They are, yeah, I, I they can't are argue that. They are unequivocally horrible. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do this whole podcast in air quotes, Matt. It's going to be too hard. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Hank this is, is this is Matt. Hank. This is Matt, not Matt talking. Yeah, right there, now. You, there you go. This is unair quoted Matt. Daniel's squirming in his chair at home. Uh, <laughs> Hank did the best he could with what he had. It was a horrible throw that ended up being picked. Yeah. Offensive line is, but the offensive line is the worst part about this football team, hands which, down. Which honestly, that's crazy because I know last season they were probably the best unit on the field, right? And it's the same guys. I I can't believe it. Even looking at the Bleed Tech Blue post about the, was it the? uh, The PFF. The the PFF rankings, thank you. That 
Abe Delphin, who has been one of our best offensive linemen, even just a unit that was pretty good last year that we were hoping would get better this year. He was like the leader of that group last year. And yeah, he has what the lowest ranked yeah. PFF score of anyone on the team this week. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, I don't. Like, I think just with bare eyes, I saw him miss two blocks that resulted in sacks. And I'm that's just, not with I me mean, even really it, paying that much attention to the O-line. He's returning off of, I think, an Achilles injury from last yeah, yeah, year. Okay. So maybe, <laughs> the, maybe that's part of it. But I mean. I don't want to be but, too mean to the, the guy. I almost said, yeah. kid, I'm not that much older than him. But like, <laughs> he's it's, been in college it's not, for 96 yeah. years. So Yeah. And, and I always hate when people go on podcasts or television and, and just start dunking on people who are trying their best. But like. I'm just surprised because that's that's not something that I expected going into this year. I expected a lot of other things to possibly go wrong. The offensive line wasn't part of that. Well, uh, it is. And they are very bad. And I don't see it getting any better because offensive lines, I don't think historically speaking in any level of football, offensive lines don't typically get better as the season goes on. They either get much worse or stay the same. And in this case, staying the same is pretty darn bad. I mean, I don't. Last year, they got a lot better, at least in the run game, as the season went on. But I don't know about pass, like pass pro. I think clearly right now something's not working in the way that it's being schemed. Right? I, I don't know if it's like an offensive line coaching change that we had or or what. But like oh, something's man. not working. And I have a new person to say to fire. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out who the OL coach is. No problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they were clearly the worst unit on the field for either side and. You know, the offense, so, you know, I just want to, the offense basically for two weeks now has not had rhythm, right? Almost, I think, three of the, what, four touchdowns we've scored? Is that right? We've scored four offensive touchdowns. Three of them have been on long plays that were like busted plays by the opposing defense. And the only one that wasn't a long play was like the garbage time TD at the end of the SMU game. Yeah, that was, you know, so we had the 30 yard run against FIU, the 67 yard pass against FIU. There's a 53 yard pass here in this game um, to open the second quarter or the third quarter. I mean, but we haven't had a sustained drive that like actually worked, you know, and I don't even think we've touched the red zone except for now at the end of the SMU game in garbage time and at the end of the first half of FIU when we were running the two minute drill. So like something's not working scheme wise for the offense, which is not what we were expecting at all. Yeah. So I think I have, I think I know what the problem is. So the new uh, hashtag will be fire Nathan young. We can shorten it to fire Nathan or cancel Nathan. Fire Nathan. No problem. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So he, Nathan young is, uh, he's another fucking Stephen F. Austin poach. Huh. Uh, so I don't know what Cumbie's sexual proclivity is for SFU, but I wish it would stop. So yeah, jumping back to what you said, Evan, the the ability to get those big plays and the inability to like you know do the simple move the football down the field stuff actually makes them for some interesting uh, advanced stats. Without jumping into it too much, there's something called success rate, which is how often does your offense have a successful play? So like on first or second down, it's getting like a few yards, making progress towards the first down on third or fourth down. It means picking up that first down, things like that. Tech right now is in the bottom 10 offensively and success rate on the season Mm. across FBS football. But because when we do have successful plays, they basically always go for touchdowns. Now we're top 10 (laughs) in explosiveness. (laughs) Well, so is my ass after a barbecue, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so, 
so explosiveness meaning how often how, you, your successful plays no how successful those successful plays are okay huh. so we barely ever have successful plays but when Correct. we do <laughs> when we do when we do god damn it they're good because that's the thing about this offense right now you can see things that work right like it's yeah. not like everything nothing ever works with this team and we have zero points on the board except for you know a, a courtesy safety when the other team feels bad but <laughs> Right now, the issue is that we can't do the simple things. We can't, you know, move the ball down the field systematically when it's not in garbage time at the end of the game. We can have to rely on these big chunk plays, which at least I haven't counted them, but it feels like they're all slant routes. Do we just need to only throw slant routes? Because that seems to be yeah. the only thing that's working. <laughs> get Michael I, Thomas on the team. I think the Kyle oh God, he's already injured. So he can already get injured? I, I think the Kyle so Maxwell can- one was... Um, wasn't a slant, but he broke like four tackles. So that was why it was a 31 yard reception. But, um, and then the Julian Lewis throw at the end of the game was, uh, was a, you know, like a just streak route to the end zone that landed at the two. So that gave us our two yard touchdown. Not every single, right. Not every single one, but almost. almost. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, I think mentioning Michael Thomas and injuries, I mean, I hope that that's part of the problem because we have had a lot of injuries, both at the running back position. And then also, I mean, in this game, both of your starting outside wide receivers are out. So true Edwards was out from the start. He got injured last week, I guess. And then Cyrus Allen on the second snap of the game makes a great 14 yard grab. And then, uh, and then he's out for the rest of the game with an injury. So, I mean, you've got, you know, kind of your, your second string guys, but guys that have not proven anything at the FBS level yet in Kobe Duru and Kyle Maxwell playing pretty much the entire game when they were expecting to, you know, expecting to be rotational guys, but like it it just didn't, it's not coming together. And I hope that it's because we haven't had like our actual starting offense out there, but that doesn't explain the offensive line being very bad because they are the stars. They are very bad. And then, just because we asked for voicemails, I'm going to go ahead and play one here so we can talk about it before we go into, you know, player of the game and our closing thoughts for this one. First time long time for the Go Tech, Please Don't Die. Uh, could be could be worse. Yes. Could be better. Yes. Uh, maybe we're just going through growing pains. Still the team figuring itself out uh, with the head coach figuring out that seven points is more than three. Um, at some point, we're going to figure out that, uh, you know, a, a field goal isn't going to win us games. But it could be worse. We could be like we were in Sunny Ducks the second year where we were blowing 24-point leads to Houston. So uh, it could be worse. But also, uh, we're a uh, basketball, baseball, and bowling school now, So uh, and soccer school. So I'll see you. This is the best-case scenario. Um, go dogs. None of those things you said were true. But the uh, – so That wasn't that? me what saying is- this. This is, the, this is a listener. So, you know, you better – Oh well, yeah. I guess I need to listen closer. Uh, yeah. that, listener's, that listener's a fucking idiot. So the uh... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I know you said you couldn't do it the whole yeah. show, but can Matt yeah, and leave the yeah, room for a second? Yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Uh, all of a sudden, you hear an existential crisis where we're both yelling at each other over here. So, uh, yeah, whoever that listener is, no, we're not any of those things, but. SMU's a really good football team. And I made the tweet. I knew that Tech was going to lose. It's crazy how differently things look six years. And six years is a long, long, long time. A lot's changed. but And there was a lot going on at SMU when Tech steamrolled them. They had just lost their coach. They had all 
jumped ship and went to Arkansas where they all failed miserably and none of them are there anymore. But uh, they had just lost their coach and we destroyed them at 51 to 10, whatever it was. And now six years later, they curb stomp us after we had just been competitive against them two years ago, lost on Hail Mary. Hmm. So it's just crazy to see where we're at and where they're going. They're going to go to the ACC. uh, So they're just making like leaps and bounds of jumps and tech's just not doing very well. I think that we will... I don't think we're as bad as we looked against SMU. I'll say that. That That's the crux of what I'm trying to get to is I don't think La Tech is as bad as they looked against SMU. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think so either. And I hope that SMU, they might be the best team we face all year. You know, if, yeah, if Nebraska are, didn't look too great <laughs> that first game yeah. for them. No, they did not look good at all. Yeah. I can't wait for them to beat Colorado 52 to nothing this weekend. Just confusing and the shit out of to everyone. Us. Yeah. And then lose to us. That's the, again, the I'm way. feeling way too confident for my own good right uh, now. Head coach in Nebraska <laughs> says we coming into the camera after. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I agree with the caller that things could be worse. I mean, Arkansas State lost 77 to zero the other day. And Butch, and Butch Jones, their coach, cried on the sideline during the game. <laughs> Um, so so things could be worse right things could be worse they They, played the 87 hurricanes (laughs) they played uh they played oklahoma oh my god Um, 77 to zero yeah and their coach cried during the game like not in his press conference after the game like during the game game. imagine you're a player for art surely it was in norman it wasn't in jonesboro yeah of course that's crazy, man. He, you're a player for Arkansas State. You had offers to go elsewhere, and you see your head coach crying on the sideline <laughs> mid-game. Like, oh, my God, what have I done? Oh, man, these pictures. I am I need to see this. I didn't know anything about it. I just typed in Arkansas State crying, and you got me there. <laughs> Arkansas State crying. Okay, well. So it could be worse. Kind of, it, it could be could worse. Be, and it, I mean, and that's, that's one of the two points, I think, from this voicemail that we've talked about for a bit now that I do, I do want to agree with it could be worse absolutely it almost always can be it can also be better they also made a point of saying but it's also the settling for a field goal when we should be kind of you know pushing the ball to go for a touchdown it didn't end up mattering this game right I mean SMU's yeah. offense started clicking and so the missed field goal that maybe if we kept the drive alive we may have been able to go up seven nothing there effectively probably wouldn't have mattered definitely not if you just assume the same events will happen later in the game but when we get into conference play, when we get to face some of these teams that should be closer matchups, I'm nervous that we're going to settle for three when we really shouldn't be. And this was a thing in FIU. This was yep. a thing this week. I'm worried it's going to be a thing against Northwestern State. And I feel like that was one of the things from Skip Holtz that we hated the most was the inability to be aggressive when you start getting close to your opponent's goal line. And that could be a make or break thing for this season. Yeah, and I wrote a a lot about that in my um, Three Keys to Victory post last week, just about, you know, the the numbers from the FIU game of, like, we we gained, like, 20 total yards or I guess, like, 35 total yards after we hit the 40-yard line of FIU in that game, and 30 of them came on one play, the last one. Uh, And we, by the way, we had eight trips inside their 40. So like, it's not like that was only on three plays. No, like we got to the 40 yard line all night and then just stopped. Now as the SMU game, we, we weren't clicking on offense. Hank Bachmeyer didn't really have time to, to do much. And he still somehow completed 22 passes for 240 yards. So 
I mean, yeah, I, I think this Northwestern State game comes at the exact right time, but we'll preview that um, next episode. So I guess you want to y'all want to wrap this up. Yeah, let's do our players of the game and then also into your closing thoughts. Matt, you want to go so first? My, no, he doesn't. So my player of the game uh, was <laughs> wait, which, all... Matt, which Matt's here? Oh, which God. Matt's in the room right now? Uh, well, you'll see here in a sec. So uh, <laughs> my my players of the game are all the members of the GTPDD that attended this absolutely terrible game got sunburnt for no reason other than to be upset at their at their alma mater and uh so those are those are my players of the game i really don't have a player of the game i don't think anyone was good enough to deserve it so i'm giving it to uh, the the gtpdd crew and extended family who all braved the hot sun to go watch this train wreck of a game Shout out, special shout out to Catherine who stayed with me for the entire game. Everybody else left at halftime. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel told me that everyone else went and got tacos and that they were very good. Yeah, they went to Torchy's down the street. Um, yeah, Catherine stayed with me the whole time. It was very fucking hot. Like you literally could not sit down on the bleachers when we came back from halftime, you know, went and got some food and uh, couldn't sit back down because the bleachers were oh. so hot. We burned our asses uh. trying to sit down. Yeah, that. Um, I, I think you just burned through all the brownie points you have. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so I will give my player of the game to steal it from Nathan here, because I think there's really one guy who does deserve it. Willie Roberts on the outside, you know, covering SMU's receivers. He had three passes deflected. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the advanced stats in front of me to see, but I know he had one of the highest, if not the highest uh, PFF grade on the defense. Um, I think he had the highest PFF grade on the team. Yeah, I, I mean, they're going to stop. Which is not saying much. The offense was not very good, but anyway, continue. Yeah, they're going to stop challenging him soon, you know, because he's just shutting people down. And, like, SMU had receivers that gained a lot of yards and had a lot of catches, but he shut them down. So, for my final thoughts, I mean, Tech was awful in this game um, across the board. Hopefully, it's just that SMU is a better team. And that's why we were awful and not that we're just completely terrible. And once we play, you know, sort of teams of our current caliber, we will be better. But um, the other thing I wanted to say is I was completely underwhelmed by SMU's crowd. They had just been announced like literally 24 hours before that the ACC was going to invite them. I was expecting maybe a little bit more buzz, maybe you know, maybe, a, I don't know, a two thirds full stadium, but no, it was, it was about maybe 40, maybe 50% at the beginning of the game. And, you know, I don't fault everybody for leaving at halftime. It was 31, nothing. And it was hot as shit, but I just, I don't get the, the ask. Like, I, I don't get why the ACC wants them to be honest. Like nobody was there. I, I don't know. It, the but, official but attendance Dallas. was 21,000, but I don't think there were more people than there were in Ruston the other night. So their stadium's slightly bigger, so maybe I'm just like, I don't know what the term for that is, but like it seemed like less people in a bigger stadium than the amount of people that were at Tech for the FIU game. Yeah, they announced it as 21,000, but it's there's no way it was more than 15. So uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, that that's my thought. You know, SMU, I guess they're, I guess they're going to the ACC. I, I don't know, maybe people will care then, but they certainly didn't on Saturday. Yeah, so do you remember who I picked for a player to player of the game last week. I believe it was the punter, right? Yes. And yeah, I want to I, point out the fact that Tech's longest offensive play against SMU was a catch and run by Kobe Duru, 53 yards. But mm-hmm. that wasn't the longest play of the night by Tech because Blake <laughs> Oschendorf 
kicked a 57-yard punt. Wow. Did he? I, I do not remember yeah. that. I, was there. I remember that. I was there the returner for the whole just, game. just like, kind of watched it go over his head. I'd have to check to see when exactly it was during the game because it all kind of, you know, ended oh, up it was the very blending first together. Play. There we go. That I, I assume not the first play. That would have been insane well, for us to... <laughs> The very first punt of the game for Tech, I'll say. Okay, okay. (laughs) Just receive the opening kickoff and punt the ball. Yeah, 57 yards. I think there was one punt that didn't look quite as good. He ends up averaging, what, 44 on the the night. Like Matt said earlier, there isn't a lot to like in this game. I'm not as high on Hank Bachmeyer as I was after last week and, and watching him get in the groove. I think that when he's going, he's going. When he's on, he's on. But it's hard for him to get in the groove if the pressure is not on. And I'm not really sure why that is or what can be done about it. But Blake Oshendorf putting well, the shit out of the ball and <laughs> did it several other times. And so he's my player of the week. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with that. However, I can argue. You said he Hank Bachmeyer doesn't seem to do well unless the pressure's on. I'm going to flip that around and say he doesn't seem to do well when the pressure's on because he was being pressured on 41% of his goddamn okay. dropbacks. <laughs> okay, yes, pressured so, by I mean, the defense. I'm saying pressured by the clock. Yeah, I feel like I'm the I'm the Hank Bachmeyer guy here because I mean, if you look at his stats so far, he's thrown for you know, over 500 yards across two games and completing 72% of his passes. So, I mean, I, I don't I'm not, think he's the problem, right? Is my I, I don't either. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, I, I do not think that Hank Bachmeyer is the problem. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of problems around him. And, you know, if we had, I almost said Drew Brees, he's been out of the league yeah, for a couple years now. If Hold on, Catherine's in the room and she has something to add. What did you say? Yes, you did. Aren't they all the problem? (laughs) She said, aren't they all the problem? (laughs) (laughs) Let's play some Taylor Swift. Yeah. um, I'm the problem. It's me. Should be sung by the entire team right now because, yeah, it's a total team effort. It's a total team. Disgrace is too mean. But this team is not very good right now. But. Again, like I don't like doing this this weird optimism thing where it's like if they could just figure this out, they'll be good. But it feels like something is is close. Yeah, is my thing. And yes, it, it not against SMU, but no. you know against UTEP in a few weeks, against maybe Liberty, but definitely New against, Mexico State, like North Texas, right? I mean, North yeah. Texas is apparently all the advanced stats think that North Texas is going to lose to FIU this week. Yeah. <laughs> so I and, and, I and I don't understand that, but you know. Maybe they're more beatable than I thought. I think Tech is getting a bad rap for how this game went, especially when you consider how the FIU game went. And granted, that's two of the two games we've played so far this year. So you can't just excuse both of them. It's like, you know, 17, 18% of the entire season that we're talking about here. So, And it's the first 17 or 18%, which, yes, matters. But, you know, they could still figure this out. This still could be a bowling team. This still could be a compete for the conference championship team. I think right now their their CUSA championship odds right now are at like nine or ten percent, which feels about right to me, honestly. Yeah. This team could like turn it, it on. It and, could and happen. But it could happen. There's a reasonable chance it could happen. But that's not what this team is yet. And it may never be what this team is. But that's that's my takeaway from this game is that this team has a long way to go, but there's enough there that it can make that journey if it chooses to and puts in the work and stops getting hurt so much. Uh, Jacob Fields, I think, was the highest rating running back for the night. Granted, none of them looked very good, right? 1.2 average uh, by the running game. Uh, that needs to get better, just just straight up. I'm worried about our running defense still. Um, 
even against Northwestern, I'm worried about our running defense because they're going to run the ball against us. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second in the preview. But this this team right now, close isn't the right word. This team right now is halfway to being a good team. I just hope they figure out that other half. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, I think that about wraps it up for our SMU recap show and our show for the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where you can get this month's new shirt of the month, the 1973 National Championship shirt, celebrating our Camellia Bull victory. Such a good shirt. I'm proud of this one. Put put some effort into it. It's our first, I think, we've done some Columbia blue. This is kind of like a somewhere in the middle blue, like a nice light blue shirt. Has the final score of our national championship winning game over Western Kentucky. And I think that's why you should get that shirt now. If you buy it soon enough, it will come in before the game against Western Kentucky at home at the Joe in October. So get that shirt now, get it in time, and wear it when we play the team we beat in 1973 for our second national championship in as many years. gtpdd.dog slash shop. And then also, while you're there, check out the other blog posts we have up. Um, I think the day this comes out, which will be tomorrow as we record this, is when I'll finally get the need to know off the SMU game. Turns out there's not a lot you need to know. You should just all (laughs) try to forget it, if we're being honest. But there'll be a game preview for Northwestern State as well later in the week. As well as, you know, the contest, the scoregami, all that stuff is up on the site, gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm Matt. And go Tech, please don't die. Yeah, he's an he's an idiot, and I hope he gets hit in the head with a ball. But uh, the, <laughs> it's actually uh, not the worst thing you've ever wished on someone on the show. <laughs> no, I got to be careful, man. You don't know. Daniel told me several times this chat is this podcast and our chat is bugged. <laughs> oh so yeah, I, I really, I really got to watch it. So yeah, you the, mean the bot we yeah. invited here to literally record this. <laughs> no, there's a bot watching that bot. That's what Daniel oh. told me. Oh okay, it's bots all the way down. Really, it's called Super Craig. Well, Daniel so, is D security, so we we have to uh, with a K and two E's <laughs> and a dollar sign. <laughs> dollar sign. <laughs>